to removing the cake, the place where perfectionists remove our superhero cake and discuss what it's like to wear our various titles, hats, and masks. We can pick them up at the end of the show, but for now, let's all relax. Time to get into the show. Hey, superheroes. Welcome back to our show. If you're new here, thanks so much for checking us out. And we hope you join our family here by subscribing, sharing, and joining us for every episode. If you're one of our regular superheroes, thanks for supporting us. Welcome back. You are appreciated. Shout out to Tupac. Okay. I have one quick news bulletin before we get into this week's content. Our merch store is open. Check us out at www.removingthecape.com for some really dope items. Tag us on social media at Removing the Cape. Once you receive your shirt, your hoodie, your mugs, we got all kinds of cool stuff on there. So check it out and uh, send us your photos. Tag us. Okay. All right. I am introducing a new segment to the show. But I thought to introduce it, we would spend a whole episode focusing on it, okay? And we'll give you a little background. So in my daytime work, I work in brand development, brand management. What that means is I work in marketing, public relations, and event management. I am the person that helps people either start or grow their businesses, manage them, how they look, how they, um, how others receive them, what their public appearance may look like. Um, I am that person. So sometimes in my line of work, a crisis or two or three may come up. And crisis management is one of those things that no one in my industry loves, but at the same time. We always have to be prepared for them and how you respond has to be very strategic. Okay. So I often find myself when things come across the news or, you know, social media, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what needs to happen. This is what shouldn't happen. Oh my gosh. Why are they on social media? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I decided to introduce a new segment to the show called Crisis Corner. So what we're going to do each episode is we're going to sit someone in the crisis corner and we're going to give them ways to get out of this crisis. We're going to help them clean up their image. We're going to give them a little bit of free advice right here on our show. Okay, because, you know, they're probably a superhero at heart, maybe, and they just, you know, need a little help with getting that cape back on. But, um... We're going to help them out. Now, some of these, we may not be able to um, give them their cape back. Some might be (laughs) relieved of their duties because one that I have on the list for today, uh uh-uh, you need to just go back into civilian life. (laughs) No superhero powers for you. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay. All right. So you with me? We understand what Crisis Corner is. We're going to try to help these people fix their lives, fix their brands, you know, kind of Olivia Pope, get our Olivia Pope-ish on real quick. Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about today, y'all ready? If you're on TikTok, you should really know or have an idea where I'm about to go. All right. So for all of my TikTokers, 
you already know what the pink sauce is, or you should. For those that are not super familiar with the pink sauce, allow me to introduce it to you. There's this young lady by the name of Chef P who created a condiment that is very pink. We've seen it a couple of different hues of pink. Um, but she created a condiment that is pink in color and it just went nuts overnight. Um, she posted videos, kind of a guerrilla marketing type situation of her using her using the sauce and tasting the sauce and she would get random people to taste it and you know everyone wonder okay how does it taste and she was like I just can't describe it but it's so good it's so good so the curiosity of a lot of people was really peaked they're like okay I have to get my hands on this pink sauce I want some when she originally started posting pictures and videos it was kind of a hot pink a fluorescent pink colored sauce and then later it became kind of um, Pepto-Bismol pink. So the color kind of changed a little bit, but it was still pink, right? Um, and she, people inquired like, wow, how is it pink? Where's the pink come from? She said that the pink, um, color is derived from dragon fruit. That was her secret ingredient to getting the color. Great. So like I said, she built a really great following on TikTok. People were really interested and really wanted the pink sauce. They wanted to get their hands on it. So she said, okay, cool. I'll package it up. I'll send it to you. I think the price was about $20 per bottle. Well, started to have a little challenges. Um, So this is where we have to help our sis out when it comes to why she's in a crisis corner. She's in a crisis corner because people started receiving their bottles and they noticed label issues immediately. The serving size um, was off. The What should have said servings was the actual, I believe, total unit size instead of it said just one serving. The There were just some quality issues with the label fitting on the bottle. It was a little janky. Um... And then in the ingredients, people noticed that it says contains milk. Now, that was questionable because people were saying, okay, how is this being just shipped in the hot sun containing, and you say it's containing milk. People were receiving their bottles and it exploded because, of course, we're in the middle of summer and she is in Miami. So she's already coming from a very hot environment, customers all over the place, but just being shipped through a, it was being shipped through like just a standard shipping envelope, nothing too special. I think at one point she was sending it through like a bubble mailer, which not the most ideal, um, but, and especially for that type of bottle because heat's going to get in and it's going to, you know, explode if it's not properly sealed. So, all of these things were happening. People were posting their experiences. They were posting their exploded bottles. They were posting how, because it had been in the sun already opened, they were beginning to see like some, um, the sauce being spoiled. It was all kinds of things that weren't great. She had 
a lot of popularity from the front end, then here we were with that same popularity and people not having a great experience. So she posts first a TikTok video that says, hey guys, we hear you. We are fixing the label. She explained the label issue. And then she said, um, you know, we are going to address these other issues. And, you know, we are cooking in a commercial kitchen. We are prepared. So then from that short video, TikTok video, less than three minutes, she decides she wants to do a longer YouTube video. Now, I would have paused this right there. I probably wouldn't have let her do the TikTok video. I probably would have scripted that out a little better before we got there. But I definitely, definitely would not ever have let her get on YouTube and do this live video. I think the live was about an hour long. And she spent the whole time blaming the customers. (laughs) She said, you guys are judging a prototype. This is a prototype of a product. And you guys are judging the prototype. Paul, sis. Chef P, Chef P, time out, time out. Um, the customers are not at fault for that. And if we're still in the prototype stage, we do one of two things. We tell people we're in a prototype stage. Or two, we wait until we're out of that prototype testing phase. And then we ship there. And I'm just of the belief that food products shouldn't be sent out in a prototype stage that's not the most ideal product for to have a prototype for okay that's the first thing and then she says (laughs) the second thing she said that really tripped me out she explained the color inconsistencies on lightening the color for y'all as in y'all like the customer she said (laughs) that Y'all, yep, you listening, didn't like the hot pink color and that she lightened it for y'all. So y'all are complaining or calling her out about the inconsistency in her product color. That's y'all fault. Now, again, sis, we aren't blaming our customers. We're not doing that. Time out. Time out. Come out. We're we're not we're not doing it. That that's not what we're doing in our response. Did y'all see why she in a crisis corner? Y'all y'all see why? Okay. So my this would be my overall advice to her. I am not saying don't put out a product. I do think it is a very novel idea and creative idea to create to come up with a pink condiment. That is indeed something. That could be um, very trendy, very lucrative. However, I think the first thing that should have been done or should be done from here, because we can't go back. So we just got to save her from here. The first thing we got to do, we got to partner with a business coach, someone in the market that knows how to come up with products, get them safely to the customers, get them safely to stores, 
and be in a unique or a niche niche environment. Okay. And one person that comes to mind is Pinky Cole. For those that do not know, Pinky Cole is the founder of Slutty Vegan. It is a um, fast food restaurant originally started in Atlanta. They have a couple of locations in Atlanta, but around the Georgia area. I know she just, I believe she recently just opened in Birmingham. She's about to open another location in Brooklyn. She was on the Today Show and announced that. She has products in Target, you know, that are from her actual restaurant, but she has items, I believe a spinach dip and another item that are actually in certain Target stores. So Pinky is someone that knows how to get products, food products specifically, to the shelves, get them to her customers. She does a really great job with her food truck. You can book the food truck for events. They will go anywhere and show up in any city. Let's get Chef P a mentor. My suggestion is Pinky Cole. Okay, Pinky also is familiar with being popular on social media. She does a great job with her social media marketing and gaining popularity from there. It's a great partnership, okay? So that's the first thing. We're gonna get uh, Chef P and Pink Sauce a business mentor, okay? That's the first thing we're gonna do. Someone that can guide her through the steps and in a similar industry. The second thing we're going to do we are going to actually know the business mentor needs to be number two. The first thing we're going to do is stop production and sales of the pink sauce. All right. <laughs> we aren't shipping out anymore for now. We aren't shipping them. Now, maybe if she wants to do local sales only, that that's that maybe. Maybe. But my suggestion even with that would be you're in Miami. I know she is a chef and she says she previously had her own restaurant. Partner with a restaurant within the Miami area that you can have like certain nights where you do like pop-up tastings and you practice it out with those specific audiences and um, you know, getting the taste down, the consistency down, you know, really using them as your focus group. And also you can get some sales out of it for local only. That avoids that shipping thing until you get that right. Until you can get into that mass production lane, figure out first, fine tune your um your recipe. Okay. So our first step, we're stopping production. We're figuring out where we're doing locally, partnering with a restaurant, doing a focus group, doing some pop-ups. Second thing, we got a business mentor. My suggestion is Pinky Cole. Third suggestion, <laughs> we are not getting on social media, blaming our customers no more. We're not doing that. We're going to hush. We're only using social media for the moment to market and maybe give like some cool behind the scenes stuff, but we are not getting on social media without it being pre-planned, pre-recorded content. We are not flying off the cuff. No, 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 no. Some people can't be trusted in off the cuff content. And um, Chef P, I want nothing but the best for you. I believe with these steps, 
you can get back on a good foot. People have, you know, rebounded from worse before. You can really make pink sauce a positive story. But uh, let's let's do it the right way. Okay, I want to see you win. I want to see us win. All right. All right. So Chef P is out the crisis corner. I think I think we got a winning strategy for her. So we're going to clap it up for Chef P. All right. So I think Chef P is all right. y'all. I think she's going to be good. She She's good. We can give her her cape back. She's keeping her superpowers. She's good. The next two people that are in the crisis corner, um, they're in there together because I put them in an umbrella category of church foolery. Okay. The first one. Um, I don't even want to call him Bishop, but that's how a lot of us know him right now. Bishop Lamar Whitehead. Ashley was not going to bring him to the crisis corner because I'm tired of hearing about him. But then just a day or two ago, he came with some more foolishness. And I said, okay, I got to bring him. I got to bring him. I wanted him to just leave us alone so I didn't have to talk about him. But here we are. Okay. So a brief synopsis of who Bishop Lamar Whitehead is for those who may be unaware. Long story short, a couple of weeks ago, um, well, first he is a pastor out of Brooklyn, New York, a couple of weeks ago during one of his services, um, three to four men came into his service and they robbed him and his wife of their jewelry that they were wearing. Um, and all of this was caught on their live stream of their service, of their worship service. The valuation has ranged in um, reporting from 400000 to a million dollars worth of jewelry that the two of them had on at, at the time. But it was somewhere within that range. And um, since then, there has been speculation about whether or not the robbery was real, whether it was a hoax, whether it was staged. All of that good stuff, okay? It's also come out that he not just has a criminal history or past, but he has some current things that are um, illegal, give scam vibes, gives um, we can't trust him, okay? That's who he is. I don't want to stay on him long because he irritates me. He really (laughs) makes um, my blood pressure go up and everybody has talked about him to no end for a very long time. So that's just the background. The reason why he, I'm talking about him today and I'm so frustrated if y'all can even hear it. (sighs) This man said the other day, he did an interview with D.L. Hughley, and I didn't watch it because I'm tired of seeing and hearing him. But he called it an ambush, and he was like, this guy, D.L. Hughley, you know. First of all, I am far from a D.L. Hughley fan, but at the same time, more of us know D.L. Hughley than know you, Mr. Whitehead. Okay, let's be clear. But anyway, he gets on social media 
off the cuff. Remember, everybody ain't good in this off the cuff stuff. But he gets on social media and he goes on a rant and he's like, I challenge him to a celebrity boxing match in the name of Jesus. And he going to see that I'm not a typical pastor and we going to go head to head in the name of Jesus. Y'all, that's what this man said for real. That's what he said. Just so y'all don't think that I'm exaggerating. I'm going to let you hear it. So D.O. Hughley, right? Because I call him Napoleon, right? Because I guess he's short, right? And he has a Napoleon complex. And all he did was just come at me, come at me, come at me with disrespectful tone, right? So like I told you on your syndicated radio station, right? We don't got to talk, right? You feel the way you feel about me. I don't feel no way about you. But listen, what I want to do, meet me in the ring. Right. Because y'all think y'all can walk over pastors. Let's set up a celebrity match. Me and you in the ring. Bishop Whitehead and D.L. Hughley. Because you run your mouth behind the mic. Right. And y'all think that these preachers are punks behind the pulpit. And when somebody try to make sense out of nonsense and you sit there and support the men that robbed me and robbed my church and you and you support them on syndicated radio. Listen, D.L. Hughley, let's meet in the ring. Right. In the name of Jesus, right? Y'all heard that? Now, I hope you could hear my eye roll, my deep eye roll. First of all, don't you have to be a celebrity to be in a celebrity boxing boxing match? I, I really think that this whitehead man thinks that because... He's been in the news and on social media lately that he's reached celebrity status and that we are happy to know him. And he has fans and people that really enjoy watching him and hearing him speak. And the answer is no. Go away from me with this Apollo. Shout out to Phaedra. We, we, just, we don't want or need it. We don't. We don't. We actually want you to leave us alone and be quiet. So, D.L. Hughley, please don't entertain this man and this celebrity boxing match foolery. And Whitehead, you're in the crisis corner for everything. Everything that you have made us suffer through over this past month. And my advice to you is to leave us alone. That's it. That's what we're doing. We are asking you to leave us alone. The advice, the strategy that we're going to do today, turn the phone off, turn the computer off, disconnect the internet, throw the phone in the river, just get get rid of it. We don't want to see you anymore. We don't care about you and your cars. We we don't care. We don't care. We are tired. You are making pastors look crazy. You're making people look crazy. Just we're we're tired. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. That's the strategy. Okay? That is your crisis management strategy. Leave us alone.
Okay. All right. Now the partner that you have in the corner over here, because remember I said we got an umbrella of church foolery. Oh, it's Juanita Bynum. All right. Now, I know some people might be like, oh, no, you can't talk about the prophetess. I'm not. I'm just talking about the video that was on social media this week. And there was a video that went around social media that said where she was preaching. And for those that are not familiar, Juanita Bynum is a minister in the um, Christian sphere that recently went viral because she was in a service and she said that it was impossible for you to be a Christian and a leader within the Christian faith. And I'm paraphrasing her words, be a leader within the Christian faith and also listen to music that is not Christian music. She said, you have to lift, listen to Christian music if you're going to be a leader within Christianity. Okay. That's the summation of what she said. Now, what is funny is less than 24 hours after that video went viral, someone found video of her dancing to Mary J. Blige at her birthday party. <laughs> Now, I, this reminded me that you got to be careful of the things that you say and the strong statements that you make on Al Gore and Beyonce's internet because people have time. Time for what? Time to pour receipts. They have time and they will go searching in places that you forgot existed. And they will say, this you? And that's what happened to Juanita Bynum. And my recommendation to her from this, um, I do think a response is warranted because of how aggressive her statement and example was. She was she didn't just make the statement and move on. It was a full production because she had background music playing. She did the new City Girls and Usher song. She had that playing in the background as she was saying, you can't listen to this kind of music. She was very elaborate in her explanation. So I do think, an example mean a response is warranted. <sighs> My recommendation for the response would be an apology. I think that the apology should come from the space where you are admitting that you're human in that moment when you made that strong statement. Maybe you were speaking out of your own convictions and feelings and emotions and not something that is given from God. I think that is the issue that a lot of people have with 
religious leaders is that sometimes people speak out of their own convictions in such a strong way and they try to make it seem as if that's from God. Like, oh, people shouldn't do this. People should do this. And it's just your preference. It's just how you feel. It has nothing to do with God. But they've made it as if it does. So then when you have moments where you're being a blatant hypocrite, it's like, wait, I thought you said this. So now you have to respond. Now you have to respond. So I think that she should have presented it. It would have been better received if she said, hey, I am of the opinion that you can't do this. It's fine to have an opinion. That's fine. But to get up there and say that you're not a Christian and that it's what's in order according to God, that that's a problem. But you can have an opinion and clearly state that it's an opinion and that's fine. So I think that some clarification in her comments, I mean, a, clarifi- a clarifying statement should come out and be accompanied with an apology to say, hey, I know this is what I said, but this is what I meant. And I apologize because I understand how my behavior at my own birthday party, plus what I said just a few days ago, doesn't align. I understand how those two things don't align. So, Here is what I should have said. I think that's a better statement. That's a better statement that people can get with because it's like when Christians say, I don't believe in drinking and I don't believe in, you know, drinking wine or drinking alcohol. Um, What was Jesus' first recorded miracle? Water into wine. And he didn't just make the water into wine. The people had drank all the wine that was there. So what happens when you drink a lot of wine? You get a little tipsy. You get a little drunk. So they were probably already having a good old time. And he made good wine for them. So help me understand how you're telling me today in 2022 that I should not drink wine or I shouldn't drink any alcohol. And that was Jesus' first recorded miracle had to do with alcohol. I think that it's fine to have a personal opinion or conviction that, hey, for my life, I don't want to drink at all. And that's fine. But when we try to put things on other people and say, God said, and he didn't say, that's the problem. When God didn't say something, but we try to put our own preferences on people, that's not okay. And then we as Christians end up getting boxed in with these crazy people and say, all Christians are crazy. And we're not all crazy, y'all. For my um, follow listeners that may not be Christians, I promise all Christians aren't crazy. Now, a lot of them are, but a lot of us are not. Okay. So, um, but I understand why you may feel like some of us are crazy. I promise we're not. I promise. I'll try to be an example of a non-crazy Christian, but if I ever have that moment, 
I apologize. I apologize. But um, I trust me, the ones that you think are really crazy and really off, we have conversations about those people too. And that's why I want to have this conversation in public because I think that is important that those of us that are believers, we make a stand and say, hey, that's not okay. That's not cool conversation. We don't behave like that. That's not cool. And that's also why a lot of people don't even mess with the church no more because these people fake. Okay. That's another conversation for another day. We're not putting fake Christians in the crisis corner today. We might on a future episode, but not today because that would take too long and I ain't got it today. All right. So I hope that you all are going to look forward to this segment this new segment that we're going to have here on the show, please feel free to send me any suggestions for the Crisis Corner coming up on future episodes. You can send it to me via email at hello at removingthecape.com or you can hit me up on social media at Removing the Cape and send me your suggestions for who should be in the Crisis Corner, okay? We're going to do our best to try to help the people out because we understand at the end of the day, we're all humans, man. We all have mistakes that we make. We all have issues and, you know, maybe someone we can help out. And if some of them, we just want them to hush. Whitehead, we are looking at you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And tune in again next week. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Share with a friend or family member and follow us on social media at Removing the Cape. Check out our website at www.removingthecape.com. Whatever superhero cape you have to pick up and wear today, I hope it's a bit lighter and your smile's a little brighter. See you next week.